and welcome to the Thursday show, the most electrifying live hour of Warhammer 40,000 coverage that anyone could ask for. Am I right? Electrifying. I love that. I'm pumped already, Paul. Man, you're getting me pumped up for this. Um, I'm here for it. I'm hyped. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, Got Adam Camilleri and Dustin Henshaw. We, we're, we're excited to be here. Welcome to the show. Here. Yeah, this, so, is, this is a live show. We actually record this live. Some caveats on today's oh, episode. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the the tech priest Dicky, the lovely Richard Hughes, who usually runs shop behind the scene, has been replaced by who? By me. I am I am Dustin. piecing together your episode today live with duct tape and spit. So hopefully everything holds together. And chat, you have a very important role today because because we are recording this live. Please let us know if you don't get audio or something goes wrong as soon as you can, so I can fix it as soon as I can. Because this is we this are is truly it. operating without a net, <laughs> but that's okay. We're going to bring you all the coverage coming up over the weekend. Again, if this is your first time, or first time listening, this is your weekly tournament information show. Where we go over some of the biggest and best tournaments all around the world. We're going to tell you what you can see there. We're going to tell you, you know, the, the the factions represented there. We might even throw some tips in there about how to beat some of these lists if you're going. If you're in the chat live and you and you happen to be going to some of the events that we're going to. Please feel free to throw in your list. Let us know what you what you would expect. Let us know if we got it right from last week. We don't have to look back though, because we're always right. That's the joke around here. Always right. Never look back. Uh, never, never a need. There's never a need. Uh, I'll look. I'll, I'll look back on one thing, gentlemen. Because Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, 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 oi. We freaking won. We won, babe. We did. Of course, you should. And I say, I say you deserved, we. You've earned I that. Mean, <laughs> My my country's national team won the first ever world team championship. I didn't win crap. I was playing for the Merc team. <laughs> you, but you a did. bunch of you did. absolute legendary Aussies went all the way and won it for our nation. So thank you very much to them. I was right. Ha, ha, ha. There we are. Huge congrats to them. Congratulations first, first time to, that, to that team. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard fought, uh, stiff competition. You know, we, we brought you, you know, what, what you were going to see there last week. Go back and check it out if you haven't already. Over the last actual two weeks, brought you what you're going to see there. Uh, really appreciate everybody tuning in. And also the chat already lighting up. We have a great live chat community, folks, that uh, come and spend some time with us each and every week. We really appreciate it. And so, again, if you are listening to this uh, after the fact, know that you can come join us as we do this every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern. But let's just jump right into it. We have, a, a, again, another exciting show. We're going to be talking about the Capital City Bloodbath, the Salt Lake Open, and the Korea Summer Slam. Got some cool things uh, to discuss on the, each and every one of these tournaments. Let's just start with the Capital City Bath in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. You know, no geography expert, but I believe that's north of me. <laughs> Tell by the accent. <laughs> It's 126 <laughs> players, six round event. If it's in Canada, I, it's definitely north of you, at least in some way, right? That's that's how that's it, how it works. Is it north of me, or do I or do I, do I can I go like, south? You're like well. north. Well, I guess you could go either way. Northeast, I think, is the closest. Northeast, for yeah. you, yeah. See, I'm pointing. If you're not here live yeah. on the video, yeah, you, you can't see which direction you're pointing. You, will, you would not know. Which direction Canada is from Australia? If you weren't here live right now, so you're missing you're missing out, guys. So let's go through some of the uh, 
factions that are going to be there are the 126 players, Capital City Bloodbath. The Imperials, there's going to be 11 Sisters of Battle, 8 Custodes, 2 Admech, 5 Astro Militarum, 5 Astro Militarum, wow. 3 Grey Knights, 8 Imperial Knights. The Space Marines, there's 3 Dark Angels, 7 Blood Angels, 2 Ultramarines, 1 Salamanders, 2 Black Templar, 1 Iron Hands, 2 Death Watch. The Chaos, there's 7 Chaos Space Marines, 7 T-Suns, 4 Death Guard, and 9 Renegade Knights. Xenos, there's 9 Necrons, oh, that's a 5 lot. Orcs. Mm -hmm. Yep. 6 Tau. Hive Mind, there's 9 Tyranids, and 3 Gene Stealer Cults. Eldarius Superfection... Uh, uh, <laughs> Who could they be? Who, I don't know. who would who would possibly run who, Gene Stealer Cult at such an illustrious event? Who, I wouldn't know anybody who would do that. Nobody, you, you'll never know <laughs> in them. Canada. In Canada, no in less. Canada, right? nobody would ever do that. And a major? Are you crazy? Uh, uh, the Altari, there's two Drukari, three Harlequins, five Asuriani, and one specifically Oathway, apparently. Okay. So that means the faction putting is Sisters of Battle topping it off. What? what? Uh, <laughs> that's supposed to read Yanari. I'm sorry. <laughs> So like, okay. They're their own thing now. So one, their own thing. I, I didn't mess anything up. Well, right, Oops. right, 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 right. Okay, so one Yunari. Okay, that, that makes yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, so the podium is a, sisters about a topping Wait, off at eleven. That. The uh, Necrons, Tyranids, Renegade Knights, all tied at nine, and then Imperial Knights and Custodes tied at eight for third. That's uh, that's an interesting podium actually. A couple ones we expect on there, but a couple others that are, I don't know, Knights being on there. Is that surprising to you guys? Both uh, knights that, being that on there volume of knights, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Both knights being that, on there is that, surprise. That number. Well, it's um, and, and it's... Again, let's give it up to Nephilim being like that. Yep, that unsung mm, hero. Nephilim is right. It's right. There. That's right, Nephilim. <laughs> this is a beautiful spread. This is actually a quite a beautiful spread. In totality, we have what one, two, three, uh, six. We have five factions on our podium. Mm -hmm. And then there's actually sitting in the seven pile in the uh, this so number in faction representation, we have T Suns, Chaos Space Marines, Blood Angels as well. So there's three more factions that we could have done the whole honorable mention treatment to, and they would have made it on here as well. This is actually like, I know I will say this for Nephilim, no matter who says anything bad about it, it has created beautiful spread events. We are seeing far less homogenous crap at the top where we just see three factions being, you know, some, at sometimes was like a third to half a hundred player. Um, events and it was a bit toxic uh, as it's right now only sisters looking above and beyond others but in this case this is an interesting one where we might want to count knights both flavors of knights as their own thing and if we do there are 17 knight players in attendance uh, yeah, at chat just pointed out like almost 20 knights yeah, man. That's a huge, huge. You better be prepared. If you can't run the knight gauntlet, you might just get gatekept out of this uh, podium. Yeah, you got to be. Ready and for some that. also factions, chaos and imperial, can run, and you know we've seen them knights a knight or two creeping into their list, and mm -hmm. so it's possible you could play knights every other round, every round coming mm. up. That's true. Well, it's actually pretty prominent in Canada, or at least my area. There's a lot of knight players, both renegade and. This... There's a couple, I can't remember if it was this event or one of the previous, but I know definitely at this event there was at least one um, night list that had a baton in it. I, there might have been two, but I can't remember if it was this one or the next one. Um, apologies. I did all this, like like with the Ulthway thing, I did all these stats while I was extremely jet-lagged at three o'clock in the morning and couldn't sleep. So that wasn't <laughs> just a mistake. Like, so that was we just already, a few minutes ago. We're always yeah. right. We're there's, just an yeah. there's an Ulthway player there. It's just Ulthway. <laughs> Thank you very much, boys. Um, what do we make of Sisters being number one still? Like, it's it's, it's becoming a trend. It's kind of being traded. Necron Sisters, uh, Tyranids are kind of trading first places in Nephilim, it feels. Is, do you reckon that's accurate, boys? 
it makes perfect sense for me. The sisters are actually just a really high-scoring army. They they can play into any matchup, and there's four of them that live within two blocks of me that are going to this event. So it doesn't ah, surprise well. me at all that there's going to be that many going. <laughs> there <laughs> like, we go. Just looking your crystal ball. <laughs> like, oh, they're they're right there. <laughs> it's like there they are. Okay, oh, yeah, there's one right there. Okay, actually, there's mm. one in the chat right now. <laughs> no, it, it, they're a great it, army. So it, in events like this, they have the tools to beat anything. So it just mm-hmm. takes the reps, and you can you can you can win those games you can now let's discuss you know sisters for just a second here is that you know it's it's a high model count army at least it can be played as a high model count army and, and often is and also a kind of a hobby intensive army with with the detail on the on the figures it's now been several weeks months even since sisters have started to be good people are starting to see list starting to see kind of templates to follow and they've had time uh, to get it all on the table. So I would not be surprised if the next three or four weeks are not exactly like this. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, I to- totally agree. Uh, jumping down into some of the interesting parts here. So Blood Angels, once again, sitting above and beyond more than double any other Space Marine sub-faction in representation. Um, no real surprises there for me, boys. But uh, certainly, by all means, you guys let me know if you think any of that is an aberration. Flying well, um, Sanguine Guard, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you've heard yeah, it here. It turns out. Um, but what is interesting is the juxtaposition, the, the, the correlation between Space Marines and Chaos Space Marines now. We, we've got seven Chaos Space Marines in attendance. We did take a little bit of a deviation from the story of the Chaos Space Marine Codex as it launched into our competitive meta to go talk about the WTC where it wasn't legal. So we're kind of catching back up to speed with them. And I tell you the breakdown there is, I th- if, if, if my memory serves me correctly, it is um, it has... Uh, Empress Cho- Children being taken as, the, I think, three of the four lists. Um, and then there's a couple of, there's one Night Lords, I believe, there's one World Eaters, there's a couple of Black Legion as well. Um, so there's actually still a little bit of a spread in there. I might start doing, for the next couple of weeks, start doing the breakdown there, like I put it in brackets next to them, how many of each sub-faction. And should Chaos Space Marines take off and there starts being like 10, 12, 15 of them, I'll start doing the same breakdown for them as I do for for Space Marines. Um, that would be a great trend because I know there's a lot of uh, you know aspiring Chaos Generals out there hmm. that, are, that are looking for things to to do because they want that faction to work people have been wanting that faction to work for a long time and now the tools are in that book yeah you, you talk about a faction with a fan base like yeah, csm okay. runs runs deep you know it runs <laughs> deep in the meta um but let's talk about some of the top players in attendance this this thing is stacked by the way i mean i i, I wrote down a funny line and then deleted it saying this is the most friendly shark tank you'll see because <laughs> this seven of the the, the most ap- apologetic as they eat your legs they're saying sorry the whole time um we this do. is a murderer's row Every, seven of the Seven of the top ten in the Canada are in attendance at this event. So only three of the the top of the pile are not there. Number one of that pile is Sam uh, Procopio, who I met, lovely gentleman. I met just this weekend, just gone at the WTC. Absolute lad, built by a prover- built like a proverbial brick shithouse, as we'd say in Australia. Um, he's number one in Canada, <laughs> and he's playing. He could not do. He couldn't. He couldn't help nah. himself. I, I went to the precipice and decided it was time. Yeah. I'm going to hand pass this one to Paul because it's Blood Angels, and uh, you should hear him unpack this. Yeah, look at this. So starting out with a battalion, actually just with a battalion, which is you, you really don't want to give up those too many command points. You want to get, try to call, hold on to many as you can. A chapter master, interesting choice there. Librarian, mm-hmm. uh, starting to see more of those You know, for, for things. I'm curious as to what Psyche Powers has, has chosen there, but most likely the, we're going with the Blood Angels and Unleash Rage uh, to get some extra effectiveness in that turn one. Sanguinary Priest, 
can't leave home without it. You can put units in the assault doctrine. Uh, you could bring units back from the death. Two units of incursors getting a little forward deployment. You want to put that cushion up there for your sanguinary guard. And the best way to do it is putting models there so your opponent can't be there without a fight. Uh, five death company have to be jump packs that have to assume there's some thunder hammers in there. Yeah. Three units to seven sanguinary guard. Very, very, uh, I say standard safe choice. That That's the number you see, seven. Uh, five scouts, uh, interesting choice. Uh, five assault marines see more of those because I, those assault marines you get the free uh melted guns and the free melted pistol you can and you know i don't know if that's the way that they went they've gone chosen to gone with there but you can get a lot of power out of that uh that unit without sacrificing uh any you know the extra points it used to cost one land speeder two units a three a limited and a land speeder storm, you know, I was thinking about where are the scouts going to go? Mm. They're going to go in that storm and the land speeder storm has been making its way into lots of space marine list. It's got the tech that you can't, the, the physics of that model play well into what you need right now where I'm 40,000 yeah. because it's so, it's so a few points. It's so long, so kind of wide. It, it helps do a lot of things. And I guess if you can put some units in it, some models in it, makes it even better and really expand that footprint. I like this list, some choices in here. When I was reading down the variants, I'd like, is there going to be one of those rhinos in here? Mm. No, <laughs> hasn't gone with the rhino gone for more offensive and tech pieces, uh, that don't, don't get, you know, r- try to bank on that one fight last kind of thing, uh, while sacrificing some other stuff. I like it. I will tell you that the eliminators are packing the free last fusels. Um, if my memory serves correctly, there is the, the two and one, as in the instigator carbine for the, the move and shoot, the scoot Sergeant. and shoot on the Sarge, and then, yeah, two free last fusels. So two by three eliminators, I would not be surprised to see you make a lot more lists. I think they're very handy for their points. Really? Dyn- they're dynamic. They, they, they sling themselves what around are they the table. Out? Well, so they're, they're more harassment units. They're actually kind of good into things like – well, so there's a list coming up at the end of this pile where it's, that's, that's spamming out some Harlequin units. I feel like they're amazing options into some Harlequin boats, um, Venoms, things of the like. Hell, I don't hate them into a lot of the trucks and uh, Goliaths that get taken by some of the GSC options out there. Um, yeah, you got to make sure it, you have those uh, GSC answers in your list. Oh, yeah. Well, so the one I love them for the most is they're great at popping one to two single destroyers from Necron units. What you don't want to do is kill three destroyers at once. Oh, cool. I've only got two Lasfusels. Looks like I can't kill three, you know? <laughs> so because what happens is you kill three Scorpec destroyers, they res one. When you kill two, odds are on the math, they don't get one back. So you only got two guns, bang, kill, kill one to two each squad. Nice little bit of harassment. Tilts the math in your favor should they ever come in to charge on your big blocks of sanguinary guard i do love the amount of we'd call it trash around this around this mm-hmm. body this brick of sangar death company and characters you've just got so many little bits and pieces that are going to go harass and get you points i think it's a very well crafted list and it's going to score extremely well yeah this is something yeah. I've, i've played i play sam i know sam when i when i had the drop from the team this year unfortunately i insisted that sam was the one that replaced me and it was unanimous that he did because he is a monster. He went undefeated, man. He's, he a, he's, he's a juggernaut. He is an absolute yeah. monster. It, it, yeah. I know a lot of people looking at this list and kind of raising their eyebrows at a few things. Do not underestimate this man. He will literally body slam you. Literally. Mm. The the single the one single so the land speed storm and the scouts make all the sense in the world the one only piece here that I scratch my head at that I'm sure he's got a plan for I'm not seeing is the single land speeder. It's got a multi melter on it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why. 
That's, that's it. I just haven't seen why yet. Um, that's the same thing. When, when you can replicate both of those things, you know, basically this formation can be spread out over the course of the whole table. You could have two almost equally equal sides and not, and not have a weak side. You 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 have mm. the expected capabilities on both sides. Maybe, maybe that plays into it, uh, building in a little bit of uh, predictability into each and every round of your game, yeah. saving on some of those mental that mental brain power. Well, it gives you a, a, an option to, to. So, a lot of people are struggling to play engage now with the new new um, changes to being six inches from the table from the table half from like the cross here. You have to be six inches in. Um, but vehicles auto score you engage, and then you only need three models in the unit to do it as well. So, eliminators become an option for that. Oh. In addition, your, your land speed is an option now as well. So, you can just yeet them up first turn, grab a couple of turns of three on engage, and then replace them with Sangard later in the, t in the game or Death Company or, you know, incurses for what that. So, maybe he's just being like, hey, I always want to be able to play engage and or behind enemy lines. These are two good options for that. And off we are to the races. Next, I've sorry. mired us into, yeah, Blood Angel talk. Yeah. So, that <laughs> you have. You have. <laughs> We're getting out. All right. Uh, next up is uh, Frecois Lalonde. Oh, no. Oh, no. Pretty sure that's Francois. Oh, Francois. Francois. I'm, I'm bad. Oh, Adam. Oh. Fre well, whatever. <laughs> it could be France. It could be South, Amer South, uh, South French. Uh, American. I don't even know. The Quebecois. You, you got it. All right. Hand pass. Dustin, take it over. I don't want to because of the first thing on this list is a, it's a walk rent. Why? I like. I just set you up for this, buddy. Welcome to the show. Hey, <laughs> it's a tyrant. A high. For tyrant. those at home, for those at home who didn't, weren't here last week, <laughs> Dusty had a little bit of a tirade against me calling a shard gullet hive tyrant a walkerant because there is a flyer as a walkerant. And this one, I said, "Ha ha, take that, Dusty!" In 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 brackets next to the walkerant. And now I'm making him read it out. It's, it's a beautiful day. That is. That's just cruel, cruel and unusual. So there is a Hive Tyrant, and there's also a Neuranthrope Tyrant, Tyranid Prime, 995 Warriors. It is Leviathan, so that makes perfect sense. Three times oh, I can't, I'm, you know, math on the fly. It's like 57 Warriors. That's a lot. Yeah, that's basically feel like a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> three Phenomthropes, three Zoanthropes, a Biovore, and then another patrol with a Flyrant and another five Warriors. I'm assuming the Flyrant's all decked out with the, the wow, the Reaper. <laughs> so it's going to just pick up Whatever it wants to, whatever it wants to kill, with that many warriors on the board, that is uh, that is a pain to chew through, and it's got all the, all the tech pieces you need with the minus one to hit the zone throws for the invuln for units, biovore for some move blocking, and maybe some immortal wounds if you really wanna really wanna try and kill something, you need that last little wound on something. It has all the pieces you need. It's a great list. Francois has been playing nids for only a couple months now, but he's been consistently playing for a couple months now. So it's like, he's it's, refined uh, that list since then. It's got a lot of meat on the bone. It's, it's got a lot of meat on the boat. It's, 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 it's a lot. There's a lot go. There's a lot to chew. Like, this is just going to brick up the primary, right? This is just a. I don't have good secondaries, so your primary is going to be wrecked because I'm just going to chuck on so much obsec warrior girth thickness that you just can't overcome it. And it's gonna, I like yeah. how you describe that though, with because the Tyranids do not have the beneficial secondaries like some of the things nah. like the Defensoratos <laughs> and the Necrons, where they can kind of play their own game and almost not interact with you is what it feels like. You've got to go and stop them from scoring those points. But the Tyranids are, you know, they are very much designed to stop you from scoring those points because they can march into your deployment zone confidently and just start wrecking your list. 
They really can. I mean, and nine warriors with catalyst and like the turn you take the the turn of Invuln is there are so many lists who just have no answer. Like, I've seen whole lists just throw the kitchen sink at these guys and kill four out of nine, and then cool, congrats, another nine has just come in yeah. plus all the five mans. It's really it can be it can get pretty ugly pretty quick. It feels like um. You guys remember how the crisis suits were a couple mm-hmm. of a couple of months ago? Yep. People just have fifteen crisis suits, and it would be overwhelming for people in a different kind of way. Like they wouldn't go and body you off primary; they would sit back on their on their objectives and shoot you for it. Worth pressuring your scoring ability rather than just removing pieces. Um, I don't find them that killy outside combat. In combat, you just spend the CP required to kill the thing. But shooting wise, they can be a little bit hit or miss depending on what they're shooting into. Um, like you know. The, Terminators in cover is, is, is like something that is yeah. not equipped to deal with, um, like Scarabra Colts and things. But for the for the vast amount of things, especially like Eldari bodies, a lot of sisters bodies, they've got exactly what you, what you need to clear objectives really well, shooting wise. Um, jumping down to the third one, uh, Hamza Syed. Did I get that one right, boys? Don't. Nope. <laughs> th- th- ranked ranked three in, uh, in Canada. I don't care. <laughs> Paul didn't even listen. He just said nope before you even asked the question. He's like, nope. Yeah, he doesn't wrong. care. I'm sure. yeah. 100% he's, wrong. He's covering his – Paul's covering his bases. Yeah. He's, he's doing what the logical thing. Um, <laughs> he's, he's third in Canada. He's playing light Sadith Harlequins. Um, he's got a battalion. He's got a Shadow Seer, two Troop Masters. Usually I see that the other way around, one one Troop Master, two Shadow Seers. But here we are. I don't think there's a really a wrong choice there. Um, six – by five troop, so six units of five troop, two death jesters, a single solitaire, three units of two sky weavers, which I actually think are quietly pretty cool, and six star weavers to tote the whole package around. So that is six boats with an amalgam of characters inside and troop, uh, three units of two bikes, and yeah, solitaire just kind of dancing around doing his thing. Um, I do like this package quite a bit. It is six characters with six troop with six boats. So it's going to be quite neat and tidy on the deployment side of things. It's very quick, very dynamic, um, and will absolutely slit your throat if given half the chance. I think this is a cool list. It's going to score really well. I worry about it versus some of the the, the fact that we have have uh, seventeen knight lists is pretty. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> if this if this gent dodges the knights or has a plan that I'm not seeing for the knights. Top shelf. No, but it's going to might... be a perilous first three rounds of the tournament. I think that's mm. it's it's going to be difficult to kind of. But if you if you can outpace that, then you know maybe you are positioning for the last games, and that's that's a strategy when you're going into a tournament is using your skill to get through the early rounds and using the tech of your list to get through the later rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's a list yeah. that he's been playing for a long time too. Like very very experienced with it and. He has been playing against a lot of knights because, like I said, they're pretty common around here. So I'm sure like, that's why those Skywalkers mm. have Haywire on them because he wants that uh, extra kick when he needs them. And then maybe he just knows how to roll sixes on his fusion. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Fusion, okay. cross your fingers, hope to die. Like, say you're always the fallback plan. Roll some sixes. And before the, before we get too far deep in the chat, I want to say the Stoic uh, in chat says that they're excited to get some, uh, there are a thousand suns on the table. Work is settling down. Nice. They can get into their local game shop in Sacramento. Love to see that kind of stuff. It's absolutely awesome. Uh, we, we have appointed Adam as our official name sounder outer. <laughs> name sounder outer. <laughs> Beautiful. It, there's, there would be so many memes that would go by the wayside if I didn't read out the names, right? It would just be a competent, well put together, well structured and put together segment. And we don't want that. Like that's true. <laughs> that's that, right. that would actually be a little. Got to keep everything on the edge. <laughs> but who's winning this, boys? What do we got? 
You want to go with uh, faction here? Like, I mean, what, what faction things can win? I mean, I'm going to call the player and the faction here. Sam, don't let me down. Get those blood angels. <laughs> I am shocked that Paul is calling for that. No, <laughs> that is yeah, that's, not a bad pick at all. <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> pick. Very strong player. Very strong list. Um, the only things, the only thing in the meta that I might he might run into a brick wall by. I know he's got knights pretty much down pat. There are some knight lists that can give him a bit of problems, um, but like it's pretty negotiable. What I am worried about is the Empress Ch- children lists. Can you just run into a bunch of fights last and fights first interactions mm-hmm. and get stonewalled out of the game? So I'm picking a Chaos Space Marine player. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Just specifically, you want to go Emperor's Emperor's Children? I'll go Emperor's Children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and Dustin, look, I I don't want to say you know that that maybe you have a favorite at the event. I in the event. I kind of do, but I also. And, and and does he happen to also be on this show? He does happen to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> it was it was um, unknown for a little while if I was actually going to be able to make it, but I am going to this event and I am bringing my Gene Steeler cult. And I, I do have two putting, brothers with me run a Gene Steeler cult as well. I was legitimately so you're all playing for the same one. <laughs> I was legitimately going to put your list in under a pseudonym, like Bustin' Denshaw or something, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and just read it out and with like with a straight face and just see where we went with that. But I decided I thought it was yeah, it was a bit too cringe. Nah, I think it would have been funny, but it's okay. That's okay. We're we're here now. And yes, I'm I'm going to say GSC. Good stuff. No reason. Bring it bring it home, Dustin. Uh, best here we best go. Of luck. Uh, and also. Uh, can't hammer in the chat letting us know that there are tons of knights in the area. So, I mean, it's it's a very real thing. I mean, we see the players there, but, you know, if they have been playing for a long time, they're obviously, you know, pretty comfortable with those things. And and we're, I think we're seeing knights do better and better as people start to kind of crack the code on what the actual list needs to be. And, and you know, maybe it's there. Uh, it's true. Uh, there's some amazing coverage of this event this there weekend. Is. Yeah, where can people find it? What can people learn? Where can we go? What can we tell them about it? There it is, the Warhammer 40k live stream event there, the Capital City Bloodbath, Canada's largest tournament. It is uh, www.twitch.tv T Sports Network that's going to be covering it there, or YouTube.com, and that is uh, Frontline Gaming Network's going to be covering it too. So, both uh, some some of the producers, Val's going to be there to help cover it. Uh, Rick Dickey's going to be there, so we're gonna we're gonna have some good coverage there to help out. It's gonna have a Gonna have a great crew. Gonna have a great crew. So you something go. you got, you guys can y'all tune in. You come back and tell us if we were right or wrong That's next true. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, jump into the next event, the Salt Lake Open, in Salt Lake City, Utah. Ninety-eight players, nine round event. And we playing a lot of forty k. That's a lot. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of rounds. Forty k. That's a huge amount of rounds. Wow. <laughs> All right, so we are going to be seeing. So there, what are we seeing there? Yeah, the Imperium. There's four Sisters of Battle, four Custodes, two Admech, four Astro Militarum. There's a lot of Astro Militarum around this weekend. Mm. Two Grey Knights, six Imperial Knights, Space Marines. There's five Dark Angels, two Space Wolves, four Blood Angels, two Ultramarines, two Black Templar, one Iron Hands, and one Death Watch. The Chaos. There's nine Chaos Space Marines. There's two T Sons. There's three Death Guard and four Renegade Knights. Xenos. There's six Necrons, five Orcs, and eight Tau. Hive Mind, there's eight Tyranids and a Gene Sealer Cult player. 
Eldari. There's one Drukari, four Harlequins, five Asuriani, and three Yanari. And that means the faction podium is going to be Chaos Space Marines topping it off with nine. Yeah, boy. Then Tau yeah, boy. tied with Tyranids at eight. And then Imperial Knights and Necrons in third with six. Another nice spread. This is this is our first podium flip, right? Yeah, it is. This is yeah. the first Chaos Space Marines rising to mm -hmm. the top, getting the gold. First time in 2022. Not going to be the last. <laughs> I'm absolutely here for it. I, I think it's it's freaking awesome that we're seeing some resurgence of some really, well, dead-in-the-water factions just coming into a bit of prominence. Uh, this this one is actually a beautiful spread once again. So many factions having four in representation. Sisters, Custodies, Guard, Blood Angels. Like, there's just so many factions with four or five. Orcs sitting with five as well. Um, there, there's a lot here. I, I'm really happy with the spread we're seeing out of Nephilim. 100 players and nothing over 10, like nothing even hitting 10. So no 10% no factions. Um, really, really, really happy with that. Uh, top players in attendance. Marshall Peterson has been absolutely freaking dominating everywhere he's gone. Um, Unbe I unbeatable in the region. Like, if you listen to listen to some folks in the region, basically saying unbeatable. Well, I... I I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you went to a GT a week or two ago and just got six 100s. Was this the right guy? Is this the same guy? Uh, yeah. I, you know, our, our buddy, I think Red played him in one of those events too. And Necrons on Necrons, and it was a slobber knocker, <laughs> 98 to 100 or whatever. It was, it was amazing. Insane. Wow. Insane. That's ridiculous yeah. that he, yeah. he could have a game that high scoring with Necrons. On both sides. Oh my I think God. it was 88 to 100. I may be, still, you know, embellishing pretty... just a bit, but. It was basically 99 to 100. Like, that's close enough. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a ridiculous score. Um, he's currently climbing up through the ranks right now in the USA. He's ranked 8th right now. Naturally, he's playing Necrons. He's got Expansionist and Conquerors. The list stands as thus, gentlemen. Of course, Supreme Command with the Silent King. Then he's got a single Vanguard for the rest of his list. Kataka Command Barge, Illuminos Xeris, a Canoptic Reanimator, two units of 10 Lich Guard, which I think is the point of distinction between Marshall and many other lists. Uh, six, three, three Scorpec Destroyers, uh, three single Plasma Sites to buff them all up. Uh, one unit of four Scabs, six Ophidian Destroyers, and one single Locust Heavy Destroyer. This is very much a melee-based list. I think the Lich Guard offer a lot to this one, um, giving you the grinding potential because a lot of the time the Scorpec destroyers just go in and, and you'll you'll set up a trade um, unless they're going in the company by the Silent King to get some fights last so avoiding interrupts. Um, Illuminos Caesaris getting us some pretty key buffs. I, I don't know how it rolls for you boys, but Caesaris always makes the Silent King toughness eight in my games. There's just no, nothing else on the dice uh, in those games. It's just oh cool, Caesaris roll the three or roll the three on the D three, cool. But it's the freaking tough to say the Silent King. Congratulations. It sucks. But <laughs> for everybody else. <laughs> um, Life is now miserable for the next three hours. <laughs> exactly right. Um, but 20 Lich Guard um, means that you don't take quite as many trades as you usually would with this kind of army. I think this might be one of the keys to Marshall getting those 100-point scores consistently. Because um, as soon as you get 10 Lich Guard with a Reanimator like, and possibly a Caesaris buff to up their toughness or attacks or whatnot on a mid-board objective, it's it's a far harder proposition to shift over and above the, the, the Scorpec Destroyers, or especially the Ophidians, who kind of go down to a stiff breeze. I think this might be one of the keys to why um, he's got such an even, like, 100 top-out score every single round. Um, and yeah, something to look at for other aspiring um, Silent Kings out there. Yeah, I actually like the 20 Lich Guard with the, the Reanimator, because they are just impossible to shift with the giant obsec units wherever you want they can sit in your opponent's deployment zone objectives and they're forced to put 
too much into them, and it's just gives them control over the rest of the board. Like they, it's it's mm. uh, it's a great ad. I love them. I love seeing that because I never haven't seen a reanimator on the board in a nah. long time. Yeah, so and it's saying that or not that old rather. Uh, the rest of the army is really melee based. It's, it's a very melee based army. I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of the one unit of um of destroyers. Like this, it, we're calling it the seven the seven destroyers unit, which is the six regular with one heavy, mm-hmm. uh, because it's kind of a catch all with Silent King Boss. It actually just kills anything, and so I like that as just like the answer. Um, and having a one of there would be something that I would add. But hey, I ain't going around getting six hundred out of six hundred at freaking yeah. events, so pff, I ain't gonna say crap about against this list. Now I was gonna get nine hundred and nine hundred. Uh, <laughs> yeah, holy! Pres- could you imagine? Could you actually imagine <laughs> come that? out with nine hundred points Ugh. in this tournament? Ugh. No, wow. we're actually going to talk about a, a list and a player here that I think I think is going to come down to uh, Marshall and and one of the players here in the finals, and mm. it could be anybody's game. Uh, but let's. What are we seeing? What's the next list we're talking about? Uh, next one is Chris Vaughn. Um, he's playing Chaos Space Marines, Emperor's Children. We ha- we were diverted from our regularly scheduled giving CSM uh, a bunch of uh, service here in the list dissection. So I'm packing it in now to try to catch up for what we didn't do. He's got a single battalion detachment with Supreme Command. Of course, that Supreme Command has to have a baton in it. The battalion is Lucius the Eternal, Dark Apostle, Master Possession, 4x5 Noise Marines, which I adore, uh, 10 Termies, yeah, 2 to good, 5 Possessed. Uh, a single Venom Crawler, and like I said, a Baden. Um, this is a great yeah. list, boys. I'll, I'll be real with you. That Venom Crawler, like, it seems, you know, the, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times, but what are mm. they doing with it? Like, why is it there? But usually it's, it's there to supercharge a psychic face, yeah? It gives you plus one to cast, and then it's a nice little harassing unit on top. Okay. Is that, is I that actually, correct? I actually don't know. Like, I've... I'm curious yeah. about that too. They've got an aura of plus one to cast, I believe. Um, and then in addition, you've got, it's, it's there to supercharge the um, the Master of Possession. So you always get your Cursed Earth off. You always get your buffs off. Um, everything sits, it, it, it's much more reliable. When you've only got one caster, um, your, your Psyche phase becomes a little bit hit or miss. Uh, especially if you're playing against Silent King or Bloody Rose, you can just four plus deny one of your powers. So having that little bit of insurance to make sure you're always above the natural denies is just a little bit of extra. Plus, they're, they're pointed pretty well. They're durable for the for their points. They're actually killy for their points as well when you combine the shooting and the combat. I think they're a good unit. Uh, I like I liked the... The, the fact that this has the one big brick and that's it, everything else is MSU. I think I love that that fact that aspect of this. I do expect to see ten termies as being a ubiquitous choice above it, it, just about every CSM archetype. Mm-hmm. But around that, I love the MSU feel of this. What do you guys make of it? I absolutely like the MSU. Yeah, the MSU or chaos is just the aside from the the Terminator brick. Everything else in the chaos mm-hmm. is great as MSU, but I think that Terminator brick is basically an auto include. I've Seamless without it, and even the players that have played it, like uh, unless you are like just so comfortable with all your trading with the with the chaos, because you can you can do that. Is that Terminator brick? Is it's like the Lich Guard in that sense? It's just your your brick that you can put in the middle of the board or wherever you need to just hold the objective, and you know, even if they do die, it will take an entire army to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. They're one of the one of the things that you can go in and just scrap with those mm-hmm. uh, nine packs of warriors and stuff in the middle, and not have too many concerns. You're going to lose. Like you will win that eventually, yeah. um, especially as soon as the baton gets in there, it's over, right? <laughs> so uh, there is that. Uh, but yeah, this is a really good list. Nurgle Matthew, uh, great to see you in the chat. Also pointed out we had some Raiders join us. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Taterus84 did uh, agree that it's the plus one to cast on the Venom Crawler. I think the Venom Crawler actually kind of makes a decent companion for Abaddon too. Mm. Uh, you know, since Abaddon's got that wound gating, you might 
just I mean, need he really yeah. a little bit of distraction, you know. Yeah, one turn uh, of relief. He lives the whole well. game. Exactly right. One turn of relief. They, they're setting up for their big turn. You know, a bad has to get exposed. Just run a venom caller in front. Couple couple of shots. Maybe, maybe it tilts the the shooting phase gating. Uh, it could be a big deal. Last maybe up, the psyche phase gating kind of thing. And it's one of those. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah. Any, any you give him one or two more wounds, and it's hmm. he's infinitely more better than it was before. I think. For that. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll we'll yeah. see. Exactly right. I think that's well explained as well. Last up, we have Richard Kiltank Kilton. Old Man of the Sea, legit 40k legend. He's playing Death Skull Orcs, and he's got a Chad Brigade, boys. He's got a brigade of Death Skulls. Just, just everybody, just admire the majesty before you. There is a lot of stuff in this list. Let me break it down. He's got three knobs on Smasher Squeaks. So that's three. That's they're, they're singles. They're not. That's not a unit of three. That's three single ones. They're the little annoying bastards that go and do a bunch of model wins on the charge. They're yeah. really good. Uh, he's got a Beast Boss on Squeakasaur, a Pain Boss, and a Weird Boy. Three into ten Beast Snaggers, two into ten Boys, four units of ten Gretchen. So a total of nine troops choices there. Five Commandos, two small three man units of mega knobs three by three squig hog boys two by four storm boys a battle wagon two single mech guns and a truck that is a lot is the word uh what do you boys make of it this is the player i was talking about i think richard richard has been a just a basically an, a long time or player knows everything about them intimately familiar with all sides all conditions everything i think the finals mm. are going to come down to richard marshall and could even be Richard that takes it. Wow, dude! Oh, yeah. If he goes for, if he goes first and bodies up, the, the the weird thing about that matchup is there's no shooting on the the Necron side that's really going to trouble Richard. Like apart from men, he is trying to go after that battle wagon or truck. It's really going to be a melee trading game, and Richard's got just as many trading pieces in the melee, possibly more trading pieces in melee than the opponent does. Especially when you add in those Smasher Squigs, uh, which I think they are the piece that Orcs need to make sure things like Baden don't just walk through mm -hmm. their whole army. Yep. You absolutely need them now, I think. Because Abaddon's around, Catans are everywhere. You just need to be able to do multi-phase damage. So I think the the three single Smasher Squigs is the piece that I think um, is on the cutting edge here uh, by Rich, and I'm a big fan. No, I think those um, are actually not included now. They're they're not that expensive, yeah. and what they bring nah. to your bring to your team is uh, it's you need it. <laughs> the current <Yeah>. meta, <laughs> it's hundred percent needed. Um, I love this list. To my mind, this has got a few too many points in um, in troops. I'd rather see uh, a, a bit bigger on the mega knobs. Like I'd rather see three two by five mega knobs. Maybe cut one unit of Gretchen, one unit of Beast Snaggers, or something like that. Just because it seems like if there's any points to be taken out to go for more chunk. It would be from the troop slot, but troops are good. Troops are good, yeah. especially with the death skulls. Like troops are really good. Uh, so there is that to it as well. But yeah, so Paul, if if that matchup happens, you're gonna go with Rich, or you're gonna go with? I'm with going Marshall? with. I'm definitely going with Rich. Oh, that, I love that. Matchup. I yeah, love that. I, I think the experience of the of the, of the war boss is just is is gonna edge out hmm. any hmm. tech the Necron brings. I adore that. I, I hope that's the case. Um, Chaos Space Marines is the most represented faction in attendance here, so I'm going to dodge. I'm going to duck and weave around that one. There is eight Tau and eight Tyranids here. Now I'm not sure what the terrain is like at this event. Maybe someone in attendance in chat could tell us. Because if this is light terrain, eight Tau is going to be a hard pill to swallow for some lists out there. And 
if there was a list that didn't have much to be scared of against what Marshall's bringing, it would be a bunch of hammerheads, a bunch of crisis suits into Talus because they're under no threat. Um, until uh, Marshall closes the distance and gets into melee, so Tau might be a pick. Is going to be my pick for this one. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm actually going to go with Necrons. I'm putting a safe pick now. Now I don't because this this list here is a really good list. I think it actually struggles to get through the Lich Guard. MSU will struggle to get through a big block of Lich Guard with the Reanimator pointed at them. Right. Mm, it's true. Yeah, good point. Good point. I think it's going to be a great yeah, game if it even occurs that way. But you know, this could not, that matchup could easily happen. happen in round two. Of course, you know? it's a it's a nine round event. Every every matchup's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> so let's jump uh, to our next event. Uh, this is normally when we'd have like a, a maybe a word from our sponsors for frontline gaming. But let me just right. give you the word. Go check out their website. You get lots of cool stuff. Got you can get new release stuff there. You get your mats. Get some of the already painted terrain. You you can get tickets for events coming up. Uh, you get to you know probably find links to some other shows that are on the network. All kind of stuff there. So Don't delay. Check a brand, out new, brand new terrain set just got launched as well. This one is um, uh, designed for competitive play over and above the rest, even though the, the rest are very serviceable for it. This one is designed specifically for it, and you can get it in a range of different colors. You can pick your poison. Go in there and pick the one that matches the mat that you like the most. Picks your army. I know there's blue, purple. I think there's yellow as well. So go check it out. Another new beautiful terrain set. Pre-painted, lovely MDF. I tell folks all the time one of the quickest ways to like kind of pro up your gaming experience and your and your environment at home at your home games is to get some of this stuff and it makes an immediate difference and you feel feel better about rolling dice in your own space. Go check it out. You're doing yourself a favor if you do. Uh, doing us a favor if you pick something up. So thanks a lot for doing that and thanks a lot uh, for checking it out and listening to us. Next one we want to talk about is this is the Korea SummerSlam number one from Seoul, South Korea. 22 players, five round event, and they helped us out by listing every single one of their factions in BCP. It makes it easier for us to, to piece this bit of the content together. But I also want to say that 40K in, in South Korea has been growing you know, over the last few years. COVID slow, slow, uh, slowed them down a bit because they were only kind of able to gather in like eight eight folks or less. I mean, certainly appreciate that and understand what they had. To, uh, folks in still regions are still dealing with that kind of stuff. And hopefully it's right for them and, the, and some of the restrictions ease for them to get together because they've got almost 200 active players in, in that area. We love to see it because we know, again, it's been built over the last several years. Uh, let us see some of your models if you're in that area, putting them together. I uh, would love to see that. But we're going to be talking about the, the tournament coming up over this weekend right now. Like I mentioned, five rounds, 22 players. What do we see in there? We are going to be seeing the Imperials. There's one Custode, two Grey Knights, and one Imperial Knight. Space Marines, there's a Blood Angel, an Ultramarine, a Salamander, a Black Templar, an Imperial Fist, and two Iron Hands. Chaos, there's two Chaos Space Marines, two Death Guard. Xenos, there's a single Necron, a single Orc, and two Tau. Hive Mind, there's three Tyranids. Eldari, never heard of them. Never never heard of them. It's never Eldari Free Zone. See all never heard just of like, That sounds wonderful. Got- Exclusion zone of Eldari. I love it. That means the faction podium is tier and it's topping it off at three and then everybody else. And the rest. Um, This is an awesome part of what we get to do on this show, Mm -hmm. by the way. We had a lovely community member from this event reach out and say, hey, guys, we've got got the first of what we hope to be many GTs going on here in Seoul. Please highlight it for us. And it's our absolute pleasure to shine a bit of light on some of the more obscure metas out there. 
Absolutely. Well, building scenes. I mean, this is what it's exactly. about. Like, we're telling you about some big things you can go to, but we also want to hear about the things that are that are just getting started. That are that are become will be will eventually become one day destinations events. Well, they all start somewhere, and well, you know we is, love to hear about the communities. This is SummerSlam number one. I, I I would be so freaking awesome to be here three or four years from now doing the fourth or fifth one, and it's got like a hundred players. It's it's a whole lineage to it. Like it'd be absolutely incredible. They will. Um, absolutely, they will. Um, so I reached out to the same community member who messaged us and told us and said, "Hey, mate." need some players who are some players in attendance who are some of the sharks in this local pond we need to highlight and they gave me a couple of names first up is demetrius palmer playing tau empire is tau sept uh it's got a patrol and a supreme command which of course has to be shadow sun uh call star commander long strike two by ten crude four units of sorry four units sorry two units of four crude hounds sorry brain not working two units of five crisis suits another single hammerhead two sun sharks and like i said shadow sun um so if you thought that just because it's a remote meta isolated <laughs> that the lists weren't going to absolutely kick your teeth in 100% incorrect this is savage this is savage as hell and the same can be said for the rest of the lists at this event i had a decent look at them and uh this place is no joke this is this place is legit what do look we think at that sunshark bombers we've seen more and more of those as we as we read out lists for the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. who knew who knew these top players knew yeah, so the only thing I'll say about the Sunshark Bomber, the damage output is legit. The defense is not that great. Something it's, it's only toughness six with a four plus armor. It goes down pretty, pretty heavy. But if you get two turns out of it, you're a happy lad. The the damage output is, like I said, significant. It's got the bombs. It's got the, it's got a, a nice missile pod, and it's got uh, is it twelve shots at strength eight minus two two damage. It's actually really quite a nice profile. It's um, it's funny though because if you look at the meta right now, aside from maybe knights, shooting isn't nearly as prominent as it used to be. Tau aren't mm. as prominent as they used to be. The knights are the only thing that are really coming out swinging with with shooting. On, that was on the shooting front. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we got you. We know, we, you know what you know what I'm saying. <laughs> as in, as in a shooting archetype. As in the the the, the core of the army is based around it. Yeah. shooting tech. I think the only other one would be um, there are some more obscure. Um, uh, marine factions out there, Ravenwing True. being one that's kind of bubbling away there. That's playing a shooting or an alpha strike shooting army. But you're right; it's in, it's in decline. I think Nephilim has forced us to be, uh, hey, you got to play, just play the mission, play the mission, play the mission, play the mission. You can't afford to take two or three turns off to try and decimate your opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even, but these, like, even these tower lists, look how many recruit there are. Like that's just what you need to do to yeah. to compete in the game, right? Yeah, but in saying that, it still ticks all the boxes. It's still yep. got long strike and a hammerhead, 100%. which I think that's I, I think we're all starting to agree that's the right amount. Unless you're skewing heavily into like, a, we're going to call it the CCB meta, where it's seventeen freaking night players. Sure, take four hammerheads. You're not going to regret it. Um, two hammerheads seems to be enough. Two hammerheads, two years of crisis suits, two sunshine bombers. That's just a lot. That's just a lot to handle. Um, and one of the premium things and one of the reasons I think the Sun Sharks are better than other ones is that when you take Shadow Sun and you have the redeploy, you can redeploy them off the table for free. So turn one, you're going second against a freaking Tyrannus Crusader who's going to kill both of them. You're like, ah, roll D3, roll two. Both Sun Sharks are now starting in strategic reserve. It's, uh, it's a very powerful thing you can do with that list and it makes their flyers, I believe, better than other people's flyers. So, nice. What's the next list? Um, uh, Sung Hun Lee. Uh, playing Tyranids, High Fleet, Leviathan, Single Battalion. Uh, it's got a Walk Rent. <laughs> it's got a Neurothrope. Just, just watch it. Just watch it. I'm just going to watch Dustin Twitch. I switched over to the other screen just to see his reaction. There it is. Deadpan. Love it. Um, it's got a Neurothrope. 
Five, six, six, six warriors, the number of the beast. A single maliceptor, three zoanthropes, two single biovores, and two harpies as well. Another list taking two flyers. Um, this has got a bit more of an, we'd call, in, in, in old fantasy terms or old, you know, 5th or 6th edition, uh, 40k terms, we'd call this MMU, multiple medium units, as you know, spamming out medium-sized units um rather than msu so it's got all the six mans and a single five man warriors and then the maliceptor making a resurgence dustin how do you feel about that one i always like the maliceptor i think it, it got really expensive but i think it still has a place in the meta right now it's durable it still does a lot of especially damage. for one of them especially yeah. for one of them yeah exactly mm. it's, it just adds more punch to the list that's out of line of sight too by the way with this yeah. That, which yep. is a big deal with all the terrain that's around here. So it's something that can hold an objective or just be on the other side of the wall and kill stuff on the other side of it safely with mortal wounds that not everything has the protection against, right? It's a lot more mm. rare than that. There's a lot of invulns around. There's a lot of two-up saves. Not a lot of five-up uh, to mortals, though. At least not as much as it used to be. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I think this is a very strong list. It's got, um, in, in my mind, I'd like a bit more crap in my list. Like... Um, like I think we we're talking about with Sam's list in the the first event, mm -hmm. uh, but this is this looks very refined. This is very tuned to the player. So, uh, Mister Lee probably knows exactly what he's up to. Last one, we'll we've be got one more. Yeah, we have one more list to read out, and then we're going to do it like our palate cleanser we do every week. If you're new here, we call mm -hmm. it the uh, the flagrant repeater. We run down a list of topics. We'll get to that in just one second, but we're going to run through this list and then call a winner for this event. And I also want to point out that uh, Benny's in that who says the TO of this this event. Uh, and it is incredibly competitive. So, you know, good to hear. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, crazy to think it's such a competitive cutthroat environment. And the list very much reflect that. Uh, next up, we have Alex Matheson. He's playing Custodes, Empress Chosen. Once again, single battalion detachment. Uh, Inquisitor Kodiaz, old Coats McGoats making his resurgence triumphantly back into the meta. I think he's absolutely awesome. He's got a shield captain of Dornigal, Jetbike, Trajan Valoris, a single unit of three Custodia Guard, two units of three Sagittarum, three Venerable Contemptors. Now, we're starting to see these pop up quite a lot more um, because of the points increase to the Forge World, um, very strong Forge World uh, Dreadnoughts, a single Vexilus Praetor, and two units of three Virtus Praetors. This is a nice list, boys. It's a bit of bit of an all-rounder, being the, the chunk in the middle being the Contemptors, Virtus Praetors playing around on the flanks, and then just a little bit of everything in between. Um, Inquisitor Kodiaz, I believe, adds a lot to this with the Nephilim I like meta. Him. I like him. Yeah, I like him opening up those secondaries. Yeah, opens up the secondaries. In addition, he adds that um, um, Kaladus Assassin-like effect of making some strats cost more, and a lot of people have a lot less oh, CP yeah. to play with. A lot, yeah, a lot less CP to play with. So he adds a like little bit of little bit of CP pressure on you. Like, can you afford to spend this, this, this? Ah, Codius comes in. Ah, screws you. Screws over your plans. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah. So okay. So we know this is. Yeah, we know this is a, a rough meta, you know, as far as the scene goes and, and, and the quality of play there. What, are, what faction is going to take it down? It was very hard. Very it's hard to pick. Very this hard. One. The, the, the safe pick, I think the safe it, pick we, is the Tyrannus because there's the most of them. It's a strong faction. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like all of us need to pick something other than that, though. Yep, all right. Oh, I'm man. not picking. Precious I'm not song. picking Tau. I've already picked Tau in this one. So I'm going to go with da, 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 Death Guard. Or, yeah, I'll go with Death Guard. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's party. All right, I here was, we go. I, was, I played Death Guard at WTC, and I was super impressed by their, their new secondaries. I think they're extremely strong. I'm going with Salamanders. Salamanders. Ooh. I'm going with, I think, Grey Knights, actually. 
Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. We're all esteemed gentlemanly picks, lads. I think that was good. good, Yeah, good showing. Uh, Yeah. So that's going to (laughs) be our events for this week really excited to see what turns up i'm going to be tuning into the the ccb coverage as much as possible i'm still jet lagged out of my mind and i wait i'm waking up at like 2 30 in the morning every morning so i'll be tuning into some coverage well here now we're to the part of the show with a a little bit of a palate cleanser is out after all that crunchy words and talk we have a a segment we call the flaker rapido we give ourselves uh, a series of topics submitted by you know uh, friends of the show listeners of the show uh and give ourselves two minutes to talk about each one we give it kind of some you know rapid fire opinions and then we uh forget that question like it like it never existed never to look back (laughs) that's what we do Uh, so once that clock starts we will uh, i guess dustin you do the honor reading the uh, reading the question or the the topic. All right. Uh, then we give ourselves two minutes to answer. All right. The first one is: What's the best non forty k team sport? I mean, football. Come on, Australia. <laughs> uh, I figured Australia, you that. Yeah, Australia rules football. Like Australia rules football. Come on. Australian rules football. It's called AFL. It's uh, it's the best game in the world apart from forty k. <laughs> really, I think football is the best team sport. I, uh... Okay, I mean, I guess. Okay, well, well, it sounds like you got an answer. Come on, well, lay it on us. I'm Canadian. Hockey, obviously. I don't. There's no competition. I, that's is it, is there? But there's no cup. Why is it? That's all, hey, look, I guess there you go. We solved that one. Well, I'm sorry, that I almost stole your line, Dustin. <laughs> that was, that was yeah, you can't easy. steal my line. Solved. I'm sorry, I didn't. An infringement. <laughs> infringement. Infringement. How how long, how long does a game of ice hockey last? I've never actually sat and watched the whole game. Uh, depends. Like technically, it's just three periods of twenty minutes with like ten minutes in between, like maybe twenty minutes. So it's usually usually around three hours. Usually. Mm. Uh, do do you actually go to games, Dustin? Oh yeah, absolutely. Sick. All right. Well, I'm going to come. I'm going to come visit next time in the states. You can take I, a game. I enjoy. Okay. Going well, that'd be hard for to, to play to go to a states game from Canada, but we could. Well, Canada. no, I'll come to you. I'll come to Canada. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll take you, yeah. to, take you to the game for sure. We used to have a, a hockey team here in Atlanta. We've had two hockey teams here in Atlanta, and they have both, both left. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> for greener pastures, colder pastures, I don't know. <laughs> thrashers in the nights. I think Thrashers uh, are up in Canada now. Thrashers. Fair. Is, I don't is, follow is another football. team. I have there no idea. I know. No, this is through hockey. This oh, is this is hockey. hockey. I don't even know them. I actually don't know them. Yeah. There you go. Well, I, football, go. I know the Toronto right, Argonauts. Is that a team? All right. I don't know. I, I maybe. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Moving on. Moving on, moving on to the next one. <laughs> Best board or card game that takes less than 30 minutes? Cards Against Humanity. Does it take less than 30 uh, minutes? King, it depends on your group. Mm. Yeah, what do you play to six in Cards Against Humanity? Yeah. It can take less than half an hour. Usually, it depends how inebriated and uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with um, so best card or board game that takes less than 30 minutes. Uh, I guess maybe the maybe they're asking for a non like Warhammer thing because I would guess um, Underworlds. You know, is is a it's a great game that does take I think about 30 minutes to play. Mm, that's true. Because <laughs> you only you only play four rounds is super quick. But I'm gonna go with King Domino. King Domino is a great game, and, and almost anybody can play it. King Domino? What is that? Explain. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. You know, you're familiar with how dominoes works, yeah. you know, where you have uh, things or whatever. But, yeah, you, you bring out a series of tiles. You're trying to make 
a, a plot of land around your castle. Each one is trying to make a plot of land around their castle. And you get points for how you stack up your tiles uh, around each other and multipliers around how many crowns or whatever. So there's like a strategy piece of taking tiles out of the middle of the board to build your uh, your castle. And then the order in which you take choose a tile to take uh, changes each each round of the game. So you're playing four players, you know, the, the order in which pe- players pick is different, but then you just build your build your thing up, add the points up, and uh game's over. That was way more complicated than I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> a game with domino in the title was gonna be. That sounds pretty cool though. That sounds actually pretty cool. Okay. You're building your domino castle around you, you know, your kingdom around yeah. your castle. It's King Domino. It's like game of the year uh from Germany, I think twenty seventeen or something. Well, I that's think. interesting. Cool. Do you have one, Adam? Uh, which one? Best what, board what, card because you, you said Cards Against Humanity, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what? It's not Monopoly. <laughs> of course, it's not Monopoly. You can't play that in less than thirty. That's impossible. Uh, unless you just it's not thirty minutes. It's, and it's not. Yeah. It's not the best. Getting real. It's that, not the best anything. Fuego. See, I had to do that. Uh, was in here. All right. Next up, this oh, okay. Best board or card game to play with a group. It's not Monopoly, I tell you that. Right it's still there, not right Monopoly. There, you know? <laughs> this game is long out of print, uh, but it is a game called Kung Fu Fighting. That Ooh. sounds awesome. What's that saying? I have it no is idea absolutely awesome. <laughs> you, you draw cards and you have to you have to basically perform old school Kung Fu moves on anyone on the table. You can just attack anyone you want. There's no order, there's no nothing or whatever. You can just beat up on everybody. Uh, it, you, you play an attack and then you play modifiers on those attacks. Uh, so you can have spinning, flipping, running up the wall, you know, flying punch, and then your opponent has that to awesome. have a way to mitigate that, that or they just cool. eat the damage. I am 100% looking it's, this game up because now I need to play it. This sounds amazing. Yeah. You, you can teach the game in two minutes. I just taught it to you. Oh, we know how to play now. We, we're pros. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Magic the Gathering Commander. I actually really, really enjoy that. Commander with a, with is a, a lot of fun. With groups like I, I've got three brothers, so there's four of us. It's perfect. It's, it's something we can pick up, pick up and put down. The decks never change. We just dust them off, pull them out for like an afternoon, like once or twice a year. It's always a good time. What colors do you play, Adam? Uh, a lot of Mardu. So red, red, white, or black. You're weird. I know that. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Takedo is another great game. It's something you can teach. See, really what it comes down to, the best board game to play with a group, is how well you've mastered the teach. Mm. Uh, that's that's what it is. Because typically most people in the, in the group have not played whatever game that you want to play. So you've got to be able to be like, this is how you do it. And then the fun starts. Wow. For me, it is 100% boss monster. I love that oh, game. Yeah. I love that game, and I just pick up an ex- I just picked up an expansion a couple of days ago that I didn't already own. That I was really excited to find it exists, so I'm excited to play it again. I love that game. But nice. MTG Commander is a very very close second. All right, Fuego. Is it possible to play Monopoly and be civil by game's end? By games and sure, but there will be some conflict resolution that occurs at some point throughout the middle. Really, you think that actually that that's a regular thing? You will be able to actually have a conflict Possibly. resolution. A, a very mature, sensible team, maybe. You're telling <laughs> yeah, me. Even. You're telling me that out of like you know the five, seven, twenty hours you're playing this stupid game, uh... <laughs> nobody flips the table at any point. Be civil by games end. 
Yes. That's but, that, the, 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 by game, but by end. game, by the end of the game, does game it can end be okay. when you flip, flip the board? It's, Doesn't that kind of end the game? It's. I mean, it can be a shit show from start until just before the end, and then somebody wins and everything's okay. <laughs> huh. No, Monopoly is is the game of conflict. Is the game of damage. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> well, no, Scrabble as well. Really? Issues in my household. Yeah. Well, you, you've, heard me, word that you've heard me pronounce crap. Where do you think I learned how to mispronounce things? That makes sense. <laughs> See, we're learning. <laughs> we're learning more about Adam now. Adam and his history. Uh, I, with Monopoly, though, I'd find that like half the gate, half the t- cable just doesn't care as much as you do. So you know, maybe they get out of it unscathed. Yep, so this is fine. See, I'm usually an instigator. I do stuff specifically to make people angry because I find that more fun. <laughs> That's why. Don't I, let him get away. You better charge him that rent. Yeah, you can't let him get away with that. They're like trading properties and stuff. That's not how. It's not how residential stuff works. It's not. You can't mm. do that. <laughs> you can't just trade houses. What? You go to the government and say you traded houses with somebody. What are they going to say? Like, well, you know what? I know what they're going to say here. What would they say there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they find a way to tax it. So. All right, next one. Should more games use dice besides D six? Yeah, it's always it's always a thing that I thought that um G dub. So it's weird. I've been playing you know forty k or or G dub games for technically since I was like twelve, but uh, I always thought at some point they'd make their own dice, like they'd have make a seven sided dice just so they could patent it and be, it'd be its own IP thing. Um, it's weird, something I always thought they would do because they they've kind of made everything their own, like Oryx and Ogors, and you know everything's kind of got the G Dub rebranding on it. I always thought the dice thing would would as well eventually, but yeah, more, um, yeah, there's so you know you can put as many sides as you want on a dice, except for like well, it's not entirely true. Six. Yeah. Two sided dice, probably just a coin, though. Yeah, it's just a coin. That's right. What is a one sided dice, boys? Uh, <laughs> that's not a die. <laughs> that's that's going to make next week fuego. Explain the one sided yeah, dice. Explain the one sided um, die. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think they should. I think dice is a, is a good mechanic for a lot of different games. See, for me, I actually I, I love the D six system. I actually really for war war games it makes it very simple. But when you get to like an RPG game, because I like designed and created a bunch of those too, and I've tried to make them with just a D six system. There's a couple out there with the, with, with D tens like Vampire. They 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 work well with that. It's the variables not big enough for some of the things you want to be able to create outside of like a massive tabletop game. So if you want to even have, need more dice, a bigger yeah, pool, exactly. or, or larger dice. And eventually you're yeah. getting, like, if you're using just D6s to like play an RPG, you're going to have dice pools of like 60, 70 dice to get the variables you're looking for, like late game kind of thing. So that's when you need to start adding in D10s, D20s. And that's, so yes, if it's like more RPG style, I think for, for larger games, it's better to have an, just this one single like dice system, like a D6, D10, whatever their system might be, then it makes it easier and to learn, play, and keep it straight, I think. Mm. Fuego. Fuego. And the last one, best movie based on a board or video game. Oh, Super Mario this, Brothers. This is, oh, don't, oh my god. No, yeah. oh, no, no, you, there's this no way tough. you're serious. You, you, okay, I actually want to, I, I want to alter this a bit. Well, no, I'll give my answer. Jumanji is probably the best. What? Okay. 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 
I, I have two answers. There. <laughs> the first one, obviously, yeah. I just took the piss. The second one is the original Mortal Kombat movie. Because it has the best intro of that, all time. That's I was kind of <laughs> leading the words. It out. really does. Yeah. Okay. I was actually I was gonna change what I was gonna kind of alter the question is like, can you actually name three good video game movies? Yes. <laughs> yes. Good? No. Yes. Okay, Dustin. I can't. Can. Okay. Mortal Kombat's one of them. I actually enjoyed Mortal Kombat. The first one. Yeah, yeah. No, Mortal Kombat's Mortal Kombat's the, the one, right? Yeah, that is yeah. well, if you ever watched the Mortal Kombat Conquest series, that series was dope. Like it was Really good. We're it was about all movies, of, just movies. Oh well, that's. But I want you should watch it anyway. Watch it anyway. It's great, great, series. <laughs> okay, great series. Um, and there's a couple other decent ones. There's. We have to include anime in this. Anime we're cl- counting as movies, right? Because that kind of sure. Uh, it is a movie. If yeah, yeah, of if course. It's, okay. If it's featured movie length, sure. Okay, so the Tekken movie, the anime one, not the live action one. That one was garbage. I didn't see that. I didn't okay. see the anime. That one's no, actually no. pretty good. And the best, by far, bar none, the best movie based, the best movie based on a video game that I have ever seen and will watch any day of the week. And if you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. Street Fighter, the movie anime. Oh, uh, that's true. That's it actually is true. Yeah. so good. Is I really good. love that movie. If you have yeah. not seen it, put that on your list. The opening None scene of in that movie, Jumanji, but it, yeah, okay. Yeah, the the opening scene in that movie I, is just oh. I'd be very happy to have that three animated Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and Jumanji. There we go. Our, I can agree with three. that. I can in, agree in, with those three. Mortal Kombat is like just when it came out is like this is amazing. Whoop! That's our show. So that is actually we made it through the, the thing. Uh, we were we were skeptical at the very beginning. We have gotten all the way through. I did uh, it. People. Uh, yeah, thank you Justin. very much for <laughs> hanging out in the chat with us. If you are listening to us after the fact, you have not already hit that subscribe button. Please hit the subscribe button. Like, share it, leave some comments on the YouTubes or whatever. Leave us five-star reviews in whatever podcast aggregators you found. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Everyone in the chat helps keep us going each and every week. We will be back next week. We'll see you all soon. See you next Bye. week, everybody.